This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight with you, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And, of course, you can uh, bring up anything. That's the point of the program. Of course, we'll also bring stuff to the table to discuss with you and to start things out here tonight. Uh, Mark, you've got a piece about the news media, specifically old media in the format of the 24-hour cable news networks that became popular in the 1990s with, uh, I believe it was like 89 or 90, somewhere around there when CNN, the cable news network, uh, came into existence. There was CNN headline news, and I think it was before 89. Uh, I used to listen, you know, I used to, to watch it when I was, uh, you know, a kid. Oh, really? And I, I have a very distinctive break in my life to be able to tell when, uh, you know, 1989 ended. Because um, you were in prison. I was in prison, right? <laughs> so I, You're right. I, it was 1980 for CNN. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, I remember watching that. Uh, you would, you know, watch that and feel like I'd, in a half an hour, they would cycle through the whole news cycle. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, much more... I don't know, and, and fast, hard hitting, and fast at the time. But anyway, um, you know, we we get sometimes we get preachy here on Free Talk Live. We talk about things we want to get messages across to people. Here, I'm actually looking for messages from people. And this is a a post from uh, Conrad, and uh, me actually, I think I put it on our Facebook page. But anyway, his statement here is. Uh, the reason that there's no news on the news channels is the same reason there's no music on MTV. It simply gets higher ratings when they talk about Paris Hilton's sex tape or whatever the kids are talking about these days. Mm-hmm. And just as I was reading this, I was you know, watching CNN and they, were, they had some of this inanity that they put on during the day. Um, you know, I mean, that's the time that I can watch uh, you know, news and sometimes I'll turn it on at different times of the day. I don't, it's not like it stays on all the time. But it was one of these things like, what What are moms packing for lunch these days? I mean, it was really just inanity. Wow. I mean, okay. n- nothing that really mattered much. Not not, not something that's going to keep you tuned to a commercial break. Well, or through one. Uh, this is his, his statement. I think it's very interesting. Um, so he says, uh, uh, you know, whatever the kids are talking about these days, and when they cover real, complicated, frustrating, divisive news – um, you know, it gets divisive. It gets divisive. The best divide is uh, Democrat or Republican because you're guaranteed a large share to agree with you. The truth is, however, complex and nuanced, and you don't get such a clean division of people. And it's a hell of a lot easier to turn someone away than to get them to uh, enjoy you. So see also the cost of gaining versus keeping a customer. And, uh, you know, that is immediately spoke to me because it is significantly easier to provide customer service to a customer and keep a customer than it is to find a new person and attempt to provide customer service to them um, and in order to bring them on board. I mean, you have it's a uh, you know, that that is a surefire hallmark of a bad business if if it is easier for you to get new customers than it is to retain old ones. So, um you know, I think that it's. I think it's very interesting. I mean, the CNN has been taking it on the chin in ratings. Fox has not been doing great in ratings. I haven't seen anything as far as ratings from MSNBC, but their ratings stunk in the first place. From whatever, from what I understand, I mean, it's not like anybody sends down uh, cable network news ratings to me, but I, mm-hmm. I get these articles the same as ever anybody on the internet, and you know, I can only believe what I read in the news, and it's, you know, it makes me wonder. Where are all these viewers going? 
If they're disappearing, and they're disappearing, the numbers are staggering off CNN, something like 40% um, in, a, in a year, just going away. Where are they going? What are they doing? Well, I would guess they're going to YouTube or some other internet-based medium. It's certainly possible. I, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I couldn't couldn't tell you where they're going. Maybe they're going to YouTube. Maybe they're watching, uh, you know, interesting documentaries on, uh, uh, you know, people that live on the Jersey Shore. I have no idea what they're doing, but they're, you know, they don't seem to be watching the cable news network. And the the numbers that I saw, I went back and looked at articles. They were coming out in March, and this is. High time for cable news. I mean, you know, they're, they're talking about this is it. This is the big time because, you know, the presidential primary was in full swing at that point in March mm-hmm. and their numbers were falling off a cliff. Where were they? I, I mean, just why? Why? <laughs> well, according to I thought I saw a uh, headline that was in relation to this today, and I did. Uh, according to thehill.com, the leading sources of popular news on Google's YouTube are Russia Today mm. and Fox News, according to a study released Monday by the Pew Research Center's Project for Excellence in Journalism. Russia Today, a news network backed by the Russian government, was a top source for the most viewed news videos on the online video platform. Good for RT. I think that is fantastic news. I think Not it's quite it's, possible that there are mostly Ron Paul videos getting passed, passed around by the Ron well, Paul you people. You are completely speculating, and you have absolutely nothing to base that on. I know that uh, the Ron Paul people are—I don't have absolutely nothing to base that on. RT, saying, why don't you go, instead of speculating, why don't you go to RT's YouTube channel, and why don't you see what their most popular videos are? That's a good idea. So you can actually look at that when you go to a YouTube channel. Uh, you can click on the videos of said channel and then organize it by popularity, and that will reveal. Now, obviously, the, the older a video is, the more likely it is to have gained more views. So if there's a video that's been there for you know two or three years, there's a good chance it's going to have more views than a similar video that has been there for a few months. But nonetheless, it will give you some idea of what uh, is and is not popular. I'm not doubting Ron Paul's popular uh, on but the it's internet. Just, a lot of people are um, you know passing we're passing those around. And it's... but to say that Russia Today, a uh, video provider that puts out content around the clock uh, and really good content, by the way. Uh, uh, covering a variety of different topics is uh, going to be number one on YouTube based uh, solely on Ron Paul. Yeah, no. It doesn't seem to be so. anything on the front page that has to do with Ron Paul. Now, I'm no expert. Are you in, looking at the top videos? What's I, the number one video? I clicked Russian on today. top videos, and it says, Today at 1350, crazy Russian rope jumping. 133 people. Uh, record joint I thought, I, I, stunt I, video. What I was curious about is was all time, not most popular videos of the day. I don't um, know. I, I anyway. don't even know what this means. I mean, there's there's ones going back here, and this I don't even know what this means. Uh, 08.06.1452 is that when they uploaded it, um, you know, there seems to be a, a, a strong uh, preponderance of a sort of crashes, stunts, and topless women. Hell yeah, you gotta can't. It is the gotta, internet. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta, wear, gotta go where the audience is. Uh, but I thought it was interesting because uh, nudity you know, and violence, Canadian students strip in protest, clash with police. Well, who Russia, doesn't want to see that, right? Uh, by the way, it is backed by the Russian government. Uh, that like sort of like the BBC is backed by the British uh, government. And the Russia Today content is very 
anti this government in the U.S. It's very you know pro freedom in a lot of ways. Uh, it's, well, they're anti this co- they're anti this government, and therefore they will show the point of view of people that are pro freedom. Right. They actually had Adam Kokesh on that channel for uh, for quite a while. I don't think that Russia today. I, I would I would not guess that Russia is particularly pro freedom, but they have found a group of people that do not necessarily that fear their government and consider their government to be a problem. And among those people are people generally that believe in more freedom and more liberty. Right. I think that if, uh, if you know, likely the United States and the Voice of America would be doing the same is is doing the same thing over in Russia if they have the opportunity to do such a thing. So you were looking for an answer to the question, and I'm sure this video goes here into more detail on what is and what is not popular over there. And I don't think they talk specifically about these viewers leaving cable news channels, but. It seems like a no-brainer. I mean, why would you want to tune into a cable news network when you could just go and watch whatever it is you want online? Because you don't necessarily know what the news is. That's what there are news sites for on the internet, so you can go there. There's tons of them, too. Right. They will tell you what their interpretation of the news is, whether it be Drudge Report or one of the websites for these uh, cable news channels. Because, again, CNN, Fox News, uh, they all have extensive and detailed websites. They both have, I don't know about MSNBC, but I know CNN and Fox both have the You Report kind of channels where you can submit videos uh, to them. So there's a, a bevy of content there. Well, and you're just speculating, too. You don't know where the viewers went. You're I'm just not, saying. You're right. I, I am speculating based on evidence. I mean, the fact is people turn to the Internet to get their news today. That's why newspapers are dying, and it's likely why cable news channels are dying as well. 855-450-FREE. You can take control here and uh, bring up whatever you want. And are you somebody who used to watch these channels? MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Maybe you want to talk about the situation facing the cable news networks as apparently their popularity is kind of dropping uh, somewhat significantly, according to Mark. And uh, maybe you're somebody who used to watch one of these channels, but you don't anymore. Why? Did you move to the internet? I mean, come on, where else are you going to go? It's not like you can get your your news uh, in a better fashion anywhere else, except from, you know, maybe in a loop on the local news radio station. Maybe that could provide you with somewhat quick access news if you are in a place where you can't get uh, news. But if you think about it, you know, if you're in your car, okay, it makes sense. Tune to radio news. That that makes sense. You obviously can't. It's not a good idea to look at a telescreen while you're driving. But if you're your home or the office, someplace where a television screen would be, most people have the internet right there too. So why would they choose cable news networks over that? If you want to enlighten us as to your uh, thoughts on this, eight five five four fifty free. Um, Bitcoin is an online currency, and it has a lot of advantages that sort of uh, you know the the traditional online 
money exchange systems don't have. It is statistically impossible. It is uh, mathematically impossible for anybody to interfere with your you know, trading of money back and forth when it comes to bitcoins. There's no way to even know necessarily that they're paying you money. It's just, it's just not possible. You could be completely anonymous with bitcoins if you know how to do it. And this could be, could be very frustrating for the government. For instance, uh, Amazon. Amazon grosses $38 billion per year. Now, certainly online purchases are higher than that, but Amazon is a, you know, is, is a big company, and you just look at that. So just consider that when it comes to online purchases. And gambling is a $30 billion a year industry online. Online gambling is a $30 billion a year industry. If Bitcoins was used as the market cap for either one of these situations, uh, it's currently worth a little over 8 bucks. Uh, it broke through the $8 barrier today. Um, I guess it, you know, it's not a barrier because it had been through $8 before, but it, it broke above $8 today. And if it was uh, – if, if all am, um, Amazon purchases were in Bitcoins, Bitcoins would be worth $5,400 a Bitcoin. That's a big uh, increase from 8 bucks. And if all got online gambling was done in Bitcoins, $4,300. Bitcoins have a, a lot of potential and I'm really impressed with them. You can go find out more with at weusecoins.org. Um, that'll get you started in your journey down the finding out about Bitcoins. It's well worth studying up and finding out about because Bitcoins are going to change the Internet and change the world. And you can get your Bitcoins by going to bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com has had uh, tremendous monthly growth uh, month after month. I've got uh, you know just a, a chart here, and it's, you know, I, I wish the Free Talk Live was growing like that. Um, and, you know, you can get your Bitcoins there at bitinstant.com. They're, uh, you know, I've met the guys, and, and they're trustworthy. So it's bitinstant.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE, that's the toll-free number. Mark, I'm not sure how you went to look at the RT videos and got the uh, and claimed that the highest-viewed videos were bikini-related or whatever else you said. Uh, what was it, bikinis and uh, Stunts extreme sports? Stunts and uh, explosions. I don't know how you got that information, okay. but you're completely wrong. No. Uh, the top-viewed video on, out of the 16,730 videos on RT's YouTube channel is Japan Earthquake Helicopter Aerial Footage. Uh, with over 22.8 million views. That's a lot. Second place, 20, 21.6 million views. The Golden Voice a golden voice Homeless Man finds uh, ah, yes. work in the radio business. Uh, Japan Earthquake, video number three. Tsunami Waves, four. More Tsunami Waves, five. More Tsunami Waves, and mostly tsunami-related uh, videos here of uh, footage. Kid Dies Falling from Ferris Wheel with mm. uh, nearly 10 million videos. How awful. And Views. no Ron Paul whatsoever on this uh, list of top videos. So just wanted to uh, strike that one down, the idea that RT's popularity is somehow built off of Ron Paul. It's okay, I, that would have been what I would have thought. So uh, 855-450-FREE, that's the toll-free number here. I happen to be a fan of RT. I think it's uh, it's a great uh, – you know, it's a very good product. It's something that is – Is it an instance of uh, government working? You know that's an interesting question, Mark. I think that when governments fight one another, uh, in this case, it's a it's a war of information, not a war of uh, of violence. I kind of like it when they get all entangled with one another, and this is essentially the Russian government's attempt at undermining the news situation here in this country, where the news networks are well, there's a, there's, dogs for the the U.S. government. There is room for undermining um, here, here, you know, and I mean, I think that they they wouldn't be able to exploit something that wasn't exploitable. 
And what's oh, for sure. Yeah, what's not exploitable here in the United States is, you know, nobody's telling a certain side of the story. And uh, that side of the story is, is, hey, look, government's incompetent. Compared to the marketplace, government's incompetent. Yeah, they can get some things done. And in the case of RT, they're able to throw enough money at uh, you know what what is essentially what what a psyop, I guess. Um, you know, this is a, you know an intelligence work, so they don't really care about making something profitable, right? There's also more information here on this Pew study from thehill.com about people watching uh, news videos online. Remember how I had said that uh, Russia Today was number one for news sources uh, as far as people watching a news product from television online. Fox News was number two. However, the study found that more than half of the videos that were attributed to Fox were actually posted by individuals rather than the news channel itself. Pew observed the videos that YouTube uh, users posted from Fox were clearly meant to highlight and criticize controversial comments made by the channel's pundits or guests. Hmm. So a lot of the Fox News clips that are popular out there aren't actually on Fox's channel, That's according to this study. They are uh, the ones that people have clipped out from Fox and sort of reposted. Like, I don't know if you've seen the Mox News channel. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. There's certain channels that kind of keep an eye on Fox and other news channels and report when they misreport. So that's apparently a lot of uh, the, the calculations that are going into why Fox is so well-viewed. Let's go to Daryl listening in Hampton, Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Yes, um, I know heard you guys talking about the news thing. And the yes. thing is, I had, you know, watching Fox News while it first came out, and then it got really kind of, they quit really reporting as neutral as they used to. And plus, that they talk about how they will re-report each side, but during the elections, they would only talk about the two major parties and never mention the alternative parties like they did when they first started. Then I canceled my cable TV because I wasn't going to pay 80 bucks a month for my kids to watch one TV channel. To and watch what? I'm sorry? One TV channel. One TV channel. So, so yeah, Fox, News was was Fox News was your only channel that you watched? Um, Fox News channel, I watched for news. Um CNN would watch because they had some little bit better international coverage. And then I would watch, like, History Channel, Discovery Channel, because I like Mythbusters. You know, they blow things up. Um, but uh, How I long has it been now stuff. since you've been without uh, cable television? Actually, it's only been, like, a few months, whereas I was out without it for about three or four months before, got it back, and went, you know what, this is a bad idea. We just got rid of it again. So, yeah, at this point, what are, you're a few months out, or you're like, how, how do you feel about that? I feel well fine. I mean, I I'm not, I don't miss anything. I got too much other stuff I got to do. Walking, I mean, single dad watching two boys, and then um, you know going to school again to um, increase my knowledge in the computer field. You know, that's, that's great, you man. know that's a little bit more better than you know watching some stupid TV show on cable. TV. Right, yeah. get rid of the cable television, and all of a sudden you've got more free time on your hands. Hey, thanks for the call, Daryl. I appreciate your story tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that you want. Bath salts are banned. That's the news coming up. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. A lot of the features there, we give them away. In fact, uh, everything that you can access through the website is free. There are a few bonuses you'll get if you become a Free Talk Live amplifier, like you can do over at amp.freetalklive.com. That'll tell you more about the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month via any major credit card through PayPal or use uh, your Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And Free Talk Live will take, uh, take that cash and turn it into more radio stations. It's got a new station on board. It's like magic. Yep, coming on board soon in, uh, let's see, Arkansas, coming soon. Also, another station in Florida as well. So we'll tell you more about those after they start. I don't like to jinx them uh, in advance by jinx. announcing them yeah, in advance. So, uh, so again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Your dollars make a big difference for Free Talk Live, and it helps get the ideas of freedom out to more people. Plus, you get perks. Apparently not the, the ideas of rational thought. What do you mean by that? that jinx them <laughs> by coming on talking about them. All I know is, Mark, I don't like looking bad if something goes wrong. I'm with you on that. That's yeah. an entirely different That's reason. That's not jinx. That's not jinxing, no. True. Well, whatever you want to call it. 855-450-FREE is our number here. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up for the AMP program there. And by the way, those toll-free numbers are brought to you by J- uh, Jason Osborne and SACL CAI. That's right. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you got into whatever business you got into in order to do that business and not to handle accounts receivable and collections and all those things, SACL CAI can do it for you. We've been friends with Jason Osborne, he's been a big supporter of Free Talk Live for many years now. And, uh, you know, he's really one of, one of the reasons that Free Talk Live's around. Um, and please do business with uh, businesses that support Free Talk Live. SACL CAI's banner is at the top of the right hand side of the page at freetalklive.com. You can go there and check it out. We've been talking about cable news. And, Mark, you said that apparently the cable news channels have been dropping off in popularity as of late. And we've been talking about some of the possible reasons for that. It seems pretty obvious to me that the reason is the Internet and its most uh, easily accessible content that can be customized to your preferences. I mean, that's why people are leaving the old media to go to the Internet, because it's it's much easier to uh, customize your experience. Now, of course, there's something to be said for having someone pick a song for you or someone else pick a news story for you, have an editor out there. I think there's still some level of appreciation that people have for not knowing you know, what's going to come their way. Uh, but all that said... That but they have news channels, like YouTube channels and stuff you can watch, right? Where sure, like RT. Somebody will provide the news for you in the same fashion. They do. And, uh, of course, RT has that as well, uh, Russia Today, with, uh, I think they upload a new video like every hour to their, their website. I mean, there's constantly something going up there. Uh, I mean, that's just their YouTube channel. Of course, they've, they've still got streaming and, and all of that. But I think what's also interesting when you look at cable news is how, and the Pew, Pew study touched on this as being reported over at thehill.com, how uh, YouTube users are playing a key role in shaping the news agenda. People are not only creating video footage that's being used by professional news organizations, they are also actively uh, sharing news videos produced by professionals that they consider powerful, the study said. So now, what you see also, of- um, as I understand, bloggers have been a major news source for break. Bloggers have broken more stories recently than than anybody would have would have guessed. Right. I, mean, I don't have any news- numbers on it in front of me. But- and the big news guys will use these internet sources as something to report on. They'll That's the f- reason they like Twitter. 
they'll feature, yeah, there's Twitter and they'll feature, uh, you know, a YouTube video, uh, something viral. They'll feature something viral on their newscasts. So really what you're seeing is the phenomenon of the major news media essentially becoming followers of the Internet media, of the independent media. And of course, they probably hate that they have to do this, but it's... You know, it's what they have to do because they can't originate the news anymore. They can't be the first on the scene. They can't, uh, they can't beat the decentralization that comes with the marketplace. Sure, they still have the, the reputation. They still have the, you know, the name recognition that is going to carry them for quite a ways. But on the other hand, and, and, they will, and they're looking for profits quarter on quarter, not decade on decade. And this is one of the problems is, is they're not, you know, they're cutting budgets and needing more people on the ground. And then they get more people on the ground. They get more of their news from there. So this is a cycle. So then the people up, up, top, up high are saying, well, we, we need to we need to make more profits. We got to get news somewhere, cut more people. And so we can have we can just get our stuff off the ground. And they've been doing that. And it's this cycle. And it. I'm, over time, it would probably kill them. So let's go to the phones here. And speaking of news items that hit first on the Internet, I don't even know if this has hurt, uh, hit in mainstream publications or mainstream sources. Maybe Stephen does know. Uh, Stephen is on the line calling from New York. He's the guy who, if you've been to freekeen.com uh, today, you saw the video of him being arrested in Asbury Park, which, as we discussed recently on the program, is the location where the city councilor, uh, former city councilor, this old uh, bat, she decided that she wanted to encourage the city to begin enforcing a swimsuit ordinance, which actually bans people from wearing swimsuits while on the boardwalk in Asbury Park. Apparently, Asbury Park is considered part of the Jersey Shore, uh, so to give you some idea of where this uh, this was taking place. And Stephen, you and a number of other uh, activists from around the region came and converged on this location in swimsuits, and uh, I predicted in advance that uh, no arrests would be made, and I was absolutely wrong. You ended up being taken away in handcuffs. What, uh, what was the scene like? Uh, the scene started out friendly enough when I got there. The uh, There was an officer around who was uh, trying to harass us, saying that we were playing our music too loud. And basically, we couldn't have free speech if it was amplified. So the officer was getting really frustrated with the organizers uh, because he was unable to stop us legally. But uh, they calmed him down enough. When Adam Kokesh started speaking, he was... Uh, uh, basically poking a bear, so he, he was getting very frustrated, and uh, when I was asked to display my Borat thong, he arrested me for indecent exposure. So for folks that haven't seen the Borat film, uh, how would you describe this swimsuit? Uh, not functional as a swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, let, me, let me see if, if I can... If, if you could take, take a, a thong, a men's thong, and stretch it up over your arm, over your shoulders, your shoulders. then you would have the Borat thong? Yes, that's that's it. Yeah. So, yes. With the with a slight problem of that if it, if you're standing up straight it works fine. However, if you bend over as you did in the uh, the video, it uh, loses all of its stretchiness and has the ability at that point to kind of hang down a little bit to where someone who was looking like this cop who was apparently checking out your package uh, was he happened to be looking at uh, your crotch area when you bent over to I believe uh, take your uh, your shorts off so you could display the thong for uh, for Adam while he was uh, pointing you out in the crowd and it was at this moment that apparently the officer caught an eyeful 
of uh, your genitalia and decided to put you under arrest. I mean, it was really nothing more than a, a wardrobe malfunction. It was nothing more than a, a brief flash of, of any, you know, if you could say anything was shown, it was nothing more than just the uh, the briefest of flashes. It certainly wasn't. It- the same thing that happens whenever a man wears a bathing suit and crosses his legs, right? Oh, you know, yeah. It just happens. So that's what you did. You were you were just kind of showing your swimsuit off uh, to the cameras and the and the crowd, and uh, you weren't expecting to get arrested, right? No, I was uh, not expecting to get arrested. No. So tell me more about uh, your experience. Uh, well, after I got arrested, I I usually look up laws uh, when I go to protest, just so I don't wind up in any trouble. Since I'm in the Navy, I. It's not uh, appropriate to get arrested for, you know, random things. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew about uh, the resisting arrest laws and stuff like that. So as soon as I got into handcuffs, I, I shut up and just complied because uh, I don't need any more trouble than I was already in. Right. Yeah. The cops are always uh, looking for a reason to make things worse for you. Uh, so if they can if they can determine that you've refused to follow some sort of an order uh, while in their custody, they will then charge you with a resisting charge, which makes, yeah, as you said, it could be another year in jail just for that. So, uh, right. so you you pretty much walked over to uh, the police car, and I believe they put you in the back of it. And the video cuts off uh, somewhere around right. that point. So, if you could tell us a little bit more about what happened, I'd love to keep you on board here. Uh, they they drove me. Well, hang on uh, for one moment. Police. We'll uh, we'll bring you back here in a moment. And more with Stephen. He was there at the Asbury Park swimsuit protest where people weren't arrested for wearing swimsuits because the the city actually repealed the ordinance. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you there, uh, they are all completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And uh, once again, our number is 855-450-FREE. We're going to go right back to your calls and coming up, we'll uh, share some emails with you, plus the uh, the situation that involves a uh, a toe sucker. We'll explain what that's all about here in a little bit. But first, Stephen is with us uh, listening in New York. And Stephen, you had taken a, a little trip to New Jersey, to the Jersey Shore. Asbury Park is the, the place. There was uh, a city ordinance or town ordinance that had forbade the use of bathing suits on the boardwalk, and this is an old ordinance, had been in place for a long time, uh, but a former city councilor who was, I believe, in her late 70s had decided that she wanted to encourage the city to enforce this ordinance, and there was a big hubbub made, uh, made regarding it, made national news, and it uh, resulted in Eddie Free, who's somebody who's called this show a number of times and has been involved in civil disobedience in the past, uh, like with the Jefferson Dance Party in D.C., where he and a number of others were arrested for dancing silently at uh, at the Jefferson Memorial. 
Eddie Free called this uh, meeting, called this gathering of activists to come to Asbury Park to wear swimsuits on the boardwalk. And I was critical in advance saying that uh, this was kind of silly civil disobedience because the law actually isn't being enforced. It was not being enforced. It was an old law on the books. Uh, the old bat lady that uh, wanted to uh, you know, bring the law back around, she wanted it to become enforced – but pretty much everybody ignored what she had to say, including the town's mayor and the police uh, police chief. They I, they made public statements in the news saying we're not enforcing this. We will not be enforcing. Well, this. I like the fact that they brought the the protest brought pressure to the city council in order to repeal the law. Actually, it was repealed before the uh, the protest okay. uh, went into uh, effect. Uh, Stephen, is it your opinion that uh, it was the protest that was a factor in why the law was repealed? Absolutely. Really? Uh, they did repeal it beforehand, but they knew about the protest, which is what brought it to their attention. Oh, interesting. I thought it was in the news prior to that. You're saying that uh, the protest brought it to their attention? Uh, I mean, in the city council, the old woman talked about it, but uh, it specifically referenced the article previous that said there is going to be a civil disobedience rally on the boardwalk, and that's why the law was repealed. Interesting. Well, that is good to know then, uh, if that's the case. But I, fi- I figured, well, that's that. You know, they've. Re- I-, I actually didn't even know they'd repealed the law. I had all I had seen in advance was that they just weren't going to enforce it. And so I figured, well, this is not going to be much of a civil disobedience rally if you're breaking a law that's not actually being enforced. Although technically, it would have been civil disobedience. Uh, that, uh, but it ended up being that somebody did get arrested, and that person was you. You had a Borat uh, thong on, and uh, accidentally there was a, a bit of a, a slip. And a cop who was apparently staring at your crotch uh, decided uh, to arrest you because, uh, you know, he might have seen a little bit of your genitalia for literally half a second. uh, And you were then being walked to the police car. You were very uh, obedient with the police because it sucks to get extra charges like resisting arrest when you were originally just trying to, you know, be civilly disobedient in one way. Of course, in your case, you weren't trying to be civilly disobedient. But uh, what happened when they took you to the police car? Did you actually get taken down to the station and processed? I uh, I didn't get processed, but they they made a complaint at the police station for me to come back to court because if I would have got processed, I would have had to wait for a bail hearing and all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the at the police station, when they uh, they were searching my bag, they pulled out my military ID and they 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 decided to take me in really easy, which is kind of weird because when you get arrested on a beach. You're wearing a like a swimsuit, and they don't know like class or anything. So usually people don't harass people in business suits. But it's true, or or military uniforms either. Right. So, so they treated you differently because you were in the military. Sure, they did, man. I I do believe so. Yeah. In what way did they treat you differently? I mean, how did that change from one moment to the next? Well, they were about to handcuff me to the bench to wait to process, and then they said that no, take the handcuffs off of them. So. <laughs> From then on, I was basically free to walk around wherever they wanted to put me. I see. And so you were processed and charged with, what, lewd and lascivious? Or what was the actual charge? Indecent exposure? Uh, yes. Uh, the charge reads... And do we know if it's a misdemeanor charge? Or... It's a disorderly persons, which is New Jersey equivalent of a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. It says, within the jurisdiction of this court, did expose himself to a law enforcement officer... By revealing his genital to said officer, knowing that this was likely to be observed by other non-consenting persons, would be affronted uh, or alarmed. And the charge is disorderly person, so it's effectively a disorderly conduct charge, not an uh, indecent exposure charge. I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, it's, 
disorderly persons is like New Jersey class of misdemeanor. Because that's what misdemeanor is. It's a I see. demeanor problem. Right. Okay. I mean, most of the time I'm familiar with, uh, you know, the law that you're being charged under having a title. Uh, and so so I guess exposure is part of the disorderly person's statutes in uh, in New Jersey. Yes. Okay. And so uh, so you're looking at possibly a year in jail over this. Do you have uh, a criminal history? Uh, no criminal history. Uh, six months in jail, up to $1,000 fine. What is it that uh, your intentions are here? Are you going to take this to trial? Uh, if they charge me, I will have no choice, but I don't expect them to charge me since they will be unable to prove the three aspects of the law. Yeah. And the three aspects are what again? Uh, the behavior has to be for the purpose of sexual arousal and it has to be intentional and it has to be in public. Yeah. Well, it certainly wasn't intentional. It was in public. Um, but yeah. uh, it certainly wasn't for the purpose of sexual arousal. Would the idea be that you are supposed to be arousing the viewer with your exposure? Right. I see. So I, that Borat thong is really something else. Thing. I was just going to say I generally get aroused when I see a man in that thong. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous uh, what they uh, what they did to you there. And I thought it was also interesting that they basically swung in extra officers from kind of around the periphery. There was You mentioned that if you watch the video, it's over at uh, freekeen.com, uh, somewhere you can see it. Uh, there, and, of course, there are multiple videos because there are a bunch of activists there, so inevitably a bunch of them had video cameras, which, of course, is always a good thing. But uh, the main officer, who was the guy that you were talking about that was just kind of lurking around, kind of talking to people, trying to get them to stop using amplified sound equipment and things like that, uh, this is the officer that claims he saw your penis and then uh, proceeds to arrest you. But then there were at least two other officers that just kind of swooped in with, like, tactical T-shirts on to assist him in peacefully walking you to his police car. How many officers were kind of out and about in at least identifiable uniform that day? Oh, I, I saw at least 10 during the day just on the boardwalk. And, and how many of them were kind of lurking around the, uh, the group of uh, swimsuit wearers? Uh, officer Casey, the arresting officer, was lurking pretty hard. Uh, the, Apparently. The, the people, the, the junior <laughs> officers, were just around waiting for something to happen in the video like as soon as he approached me in the handcuffs the guy is already walking over it he's like right there yeah so it was kind of weird i mean it was like you know i guess they don't have anything better to do in asbury park new jersey it was a protest and generally when you announce to the law enforcement that there's going to be a protest they're going to have people out there in force they don't know what protest means uh you know to them protest kent state bottle throwing we got to be there um and so they don't know you know what they're dealing with it seems to me that this officer took things a little uh, a little too far. The fact is that anybody, uh, you know, taking off their pants to, you know, to, you know, with their bathing suit underneath, could possibly have some kind of revealing situation go on. Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal, and. You know, to arrest somebody. I mean, what if what if a woman's top uh, or bottom or whatever got washed away in the waves down there? I mean, is this guy wandering around looking at everybody's junk, making sure that there's none, none of it's revealed? <laughs> what about I mean, the women who take their tops off to suntan? I yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the flesh beneath the, the little little strings is well, too revealing. I don't technically, know. Technically, breasts aren't genitalia, correct? That's true, but in uh, the states. Laws vary, do they not? Well, sir, I mean, yeah, I think there are laws in some places against being a topless woman, um, but I don't know if that's the case in Asbury Park. So, Stephen, you said you are going to go ahead and take this to trial if they continue forth with it, but you're expecting that they are going to drop the charge, the prosecutor? Yes. 
Very good. Well, uh, keep us in the loop, will you, if something uh, interesting develops in your case. I wish you the best of luck, and hopefully it won't come back to bite you as far as the, uh, the military is concerned. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. And again, the video is over at freekeen.com. Now, there is somebody out there that knows a lot about uh, interacting with the police. He's Pete Ayer uh, from copblock.org, and he is on the line with us calling from Austin. Hey, Pete. Hey, what's up, Ian? Good to be with y'all. Hey, have you seen any of this uh, footage from uh, Asbury Park with the Borat swimsuit arrest? No, this is actually the first I heard. I've been offline a little bit run around, but it uh, sounds pretty ridiculous. It, it absolutely is. I posted one of them over at Free Keen, so you can check it out when you get a chance. But I know that you've been uh, running around. You've actually been uh, down at the Peaceful Streets uh, project uh, down in Austin, where over 100, I think 100 video cameras were purchased for locals who are going to use them to hold the police accountable. And I know that you're into that uh, over at copblock.org. So you went down to support them and, uh, and speech uh, give a speech, I think. Or some sort of a presentation. So I'm sure you're going to tell us about your experience here in a moment. What's going on down in Austin? Because it's, I think, exciting and hopefully something that other people can duplicate in their areas. So stick with us, Pete. We'll bring you back here in hour number two. Coming up, Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Uh, they're all completely free. You can actually control the content of the site as well. So every uh, one of those items you see on the front page, they were put there by listeners just like you. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. Could be something uh, fun like a video on YouTube. Could be something serious uh, like uh, you know, a news article, blog post, whatever you think our listeners will enjoy. You submit it as show prep and then others can vote on it and you get to vote on things as well. To, uh, to vote, you may click on the up or down buttons uh, to vote up or down each one of the items that you see. Vote on the ones you want to. Don't vote on the ones you don't want to, or vote the ones you hate down, vote the ones you like up, whatever you want to do. You can do it how you want over at freetalklive.com. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning more people are likely to see it. And, of course, please go to Upcoming Stories link on freetalklive.com and vote on those. It's the most important uh, portion of the site because that is where all of the news stories that are submitted to the site go, and then they sit and wait until they receive enough votes to make it to the front page. So make sure you don't miss that feature, the upcoming stories features. We go back to Pete Ayer. He is one of the guys behind copblock.org, which is uh, a decentralized project uh, website designed to bring more accountability to the police through individuals holding them accountable by pulling out a video camera, Per, for instance, and asking questions uh, of them. But, uh, Pete, how would you best describe what Cop Block is? Yeah, I think that's a very accurate description. It's, it's a decentralized site and, uh, you know, a lot of diverse individuals involved from different backgrounds, but essentially everybody uh, has some common ground with the idea of police accountability. And ultimately, Cop Block uh, advocates that badges don't grant extra rights. So it's sort of a first principle self ownership 
uh, concept that nobody has a right to d- dictate your life, control your life, if you haven't infringed on their rights first. So um, it's, we, we just try to get people to think about that and to uh, live according to those principles and uh, support each other in doing so because, you know, there's more good folks than bad folks around, and if you hold bad folks accountable, then they're a lot less likely to continue doing the things they do. Sure, and there are more good good folks than bad folks, and if good people do nothing, then the bad people will run roughshod all over them. However, uh, it's not that difficult to do something. So having a video camera on you is something that more and more people have these days due to the proliferation of smartphones uh, that I think something like 50% of American uh, like yes. 50% of adults have. Uh, it's incredible, the penetration. Only 50%? Uh, you know, I, th- I think that if you're talking about all adults, yeah, but if you probably narrow it down to uh, lower age demographics, it probably goes much higher than 50%. So, for instance, you know, a 65-year-old is less likely to have one than, say, a 25-year-old. Right. Uh, but uh, these are important uh, important things that people can do. Smartphone penetration grew to 59, 54.9% of the U.S. cellular subscribers. Of cellular of subscribers. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So, yeah, that would include more than just adults then. Uh, but anyway, Pete, so uh, one of the things that sets CopBlock apart from, say, CopWatch, which came first many years ago, CopWatch kind of grew out of uh, a Berkeley group of folks that went around and recorded the police, was the CopWatch people said you shouldn't say anything to the police, that you shouldn't interact with, uh, with the scene. And that's one of the points at which, uh, at which you guys differ, isn't that right? That's correct, yeah. I mean, the Cop Watch folks definitely uh, helps set the stage. They're pretty much decentralized as well. There's different groups in a lot of different cities. Um, but Cop Block, you know, we try to be, I would say, a little bit more proactive in, you know, not just observing and maybe following up with the people harassed or the harasser after the fact, but, you know, asking questions, you know, where, where's the victim, who's the victim, and then, and also not just, um, you know, vilifying, let's say, an entire organization for the actions of one person, but trying to hold that individual with a badge responsible for their actions, because then it makes it more likely that their colleagues who witness and know of their heavy-handedness or corruption will speak out as well. And, you know, we can um, really just hammer home that point of personal responsibility. Um, um, but, but in fact, uh, I have been this summer interacting and collaborating with uh, an individual, Jacob Crawford, who's been involved with Berkeley Cop Watch for over a decade, and he and I are, uh, he's kind of spearheading some video creation, but uh, we, we plan to have one come out in the near future, kind of a Know Your Rights video about Cop Lock and, and framing that, and uh, work together on some things going forward. So it is pretty cool to see this collaboration that's happening uh, with a lot of different people and organizations. We all bring different skills to the table, and that's kind of why I wanted to call in today to, to uh, mention the uh, awesome um, footprint that the people involved with the uh, Peaceful Streets Project are having down here in Austin. And uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with the situation, but real briefly, uh, Antonio Bueller, who's uh, like an Army Ranger, West Point grad, um, uh, over, in New Year, over New Year's Eve, on New Year's Eve, he was in Austin, and he witnessed a couple of Austin PD employees uh, being very violent with a female. They were, uh, she had been in the passenger seat of a car, her friend had been pulled over at a checkpoint for a Dewey checkpoint, and you know she was communicating some know your rights and both to her friend. Hmm. A couple of Austin PD officers took issue with that. Were pretty violent, yanking her out of the car with wow. her up, with her arms behind her back. Antonio started. Antonio Bueller started taking pictures of it. They came at him. Um, were very were aggressive with him as well. Put him in handcuffs. Claimed that he spit at an officer, which, uh, as far as I know, never happened. And um, 
Antonio put out a call. He said, hey, did anybody witness this incident happen on this day? He put flyers around. He put an ad on Craigslist. And uh, surprisingly, or maybe hopefully not too surprisingly, somebody stepped up. They had videotaped the incident from across the street, provided the video. It really uh, solidified Antonio's story and showed that these uh, two officers lied about what had happened. So Shocking. they charged it. Yeah, I thought yeah, they said. Started. I thought they initially said that he assaulted them. Uh, was it with the well, spit by spitting on them? Is, is that what they yeah. said? Okay. Yeah, the spit was claimed to be an assault, a, a felony, uh, actually. So they were going to try to put him in a cage for over a year for this. So Antonio was really emboldened by this. He saw, you know, this. Uh, he, he couldn't just remain silent, you know. And this is why I think a good thing, you know, a lot of people call in, or we hear a lot of stories about people being harassed by uh, others with badges. But uh, this is a story where that it happened, but it was turned into something positive. Antonio ran with it. There's already an awesome activist scene down here in Austin, so a lot of those folks stepped up and worked together. They founded the Peaceful Streets Project, had a couple of Know Your Rights training sessions already in this past weekend. They had a uh, what they hope was an annual event called the Police Accountability Summit. They had about 200 people uh, from the community show up. They distributed 100 video cameras and... Uh, that night we went out with over 30 people in Cop Block in Austin, so it was a, definitely a show of force. A lot wow. of people who went out, it was their first time. I would say, uh, you know, over 20 of the people who went out was probably their first time, so it was, it was great. We all learned from each other, and uh, Antonio and his uh, friends down here, they said they've already been contacted by other people in, uh, in Houston and Dallas, Atlanta, you know, n- numerous other places, and I, I personally spoke to a gentleman in Tennessee last week who says he's inspired by what he sees down here, what he sees Nate Cox doing with Virginia Cop Block, and uh, he wants to get something going in his community. Nate, Nate Cox out there again with Meg McClain in Virginia are going to try to do a similar summit in a, in a couple few months. So it's just it's, it's a very positive way we can all sort of support each other. And like I was saying, I mean, it, with the diversity of the people present was was. Uh, was really cool to see. I mean, just people from different walks of life. The one gentleman I talked to, you know, I asked him, why, why'd you come out? You know, and he said, he introduced himself and uh, he said, you know, I just see so many good, sincere people standing up for justice and supporting each other. And so um, it's really, really all cool it takes is uh, all it takes is for a few people to stand up uh, to this oppression and it emboldens other people. I mean, we've certainly seen plenty of examples of that happening uh, over the years. Uh, and, and of course, the more people stand up, the more emboldened others will be. So it's kind of a, a snowball effect uh, to some extent. Uh, but of course, keeping up that pressure is one of the more you know, difficult parts and keeping people involved. And, you know, because it can be it can be tough. I mean, like um, Mr. Bueller found out, you pull out a video camera and record the police. That's the right thing to do. But sometimes it means that they, they're going to target you uh, with their attack. Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, you become involved in a situation that otherwise you could have walked away. But it's from. one of those things that it's a relatively easy win uh, if you can turn it around. If you can get enough people involved, you know, here in here in Keene, New Hampshire, I was I, I did some uh, cop watching very early on when we moved in 2006, and the cops, you know, came after me and scared me and all these things. Uh, but you know, now police won't say anything to you about it, it and it turned around relatively quickly. Pete, uh, great information. If you want to stick around, I'd like to hear more. If you've got more. Sure, sounds We're with Pete Ayer from CopBlock.org. He's down in Austin uh, with the Austin Police, uh, let's see, Peaceful Streets Project. 855-450-FREE. We'll get a web URL here for you shortly. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Now, all the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Don't forget our webcam is available to you, and it's free like all the other features on our site. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to find it, and also the chat room built into the very same page over at cam dot freetalklive.com so enjoy that also of course free talk live has live streams and they are available to you around the clock 24 7 over at listen.freetalklive.com and one of the myriad of ways of tuning in those live streams is on the ccrane cc wi-fi internet radio which you can pick up over at ccrane.com that's c-c-r-a-n-e.com this thing will get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Also, Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. You can get them all with C-Crane CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. And this thing is going to work wherever you've got a well, usable Wi-Fi signal in your home. Uh, for me, that's uh, I've got it in my kitchen because uh, that's one of the places that I spend some time, especially during this, during this program, going you know, during one of the breaks, grab some food or something like that. It's nice to be able to hear uh, what's going on on my Internet stream at that time. Uh, and also, for those of you that are really into uh, unusual music, stuff that you can't find on the radio dial, uh, stuff, or just, you know, maybe something that you can find on the radio dial. There are actual radio stations that are available on this thing. There are 18,000 streams you can uh, touch base with here. It's incredible. Uh, so, see anything you want. You can get that radio station from back home, or you can get, uh, you know, that, uh, that niche radio service that you want to have. You can get music without commercial interruption. You can get music with commercial or whatever. Yeah, it's all there. And, of course, there's no subscription fee. I think that's one of the most important points about this. You buy the C-Crane CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio, plug it in, and you know, once you've configured your stations, you're good to go. There's, right. no, uh, you know, there's no upkeep cost to this thing. You've got to continue to pay for your internet. That's true. That's uh, it. Unless it's you somehow get free internet. In another case. way to, uh, to use your internet service. That's, yeah. that's what it is. And uh, it's over there at ccrane.com. And by the way, when you mention Free Talk Live, when you check out, you get a free LED flashlight. So our number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Pete is with us. Uh, Pete Ayer, by the way, from copblock.org. He has hit the road. Uh, and, of course, uh, you were dri- you're not driving Marv because you gave away uh, Marv, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, in a, a raffle, a fundraising raffle that you did uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So you have, uh, I guess, suited up with a different vehicle and uh, hit the road, dri- uh, driving all the way from Keene, New Hampshire, down the East Coast and then across over to Austin, Texas, where you said approximately 200 people had gathered uh, to hear various different presentations and interact with one another with the Peaceful Streets Project. The website PeacefulStreets.com is where folks can go uh, to learn more about the Peaceful Streets Project. It's intended to be a yearly event in Austin, but also others around the country are already talking about sort of syndicating the idea or duplicating the idea to their local areas, which I think is really one of the most important parts about activism is if you can make it something that other people can do, that other people can get involved with, 
then that's, I think, really important because the more people we have holding the police accountable, the more people that are willing to stand up for the rights of others, uh, the better. And it sounds like there was a really positive vibe that came out of this event. Yeah, there really was. And that's one of the main reasons I do like traveling so much is just being able to meet and interact with people and learn from them and then try to take those ideas, things that are working well and share them with others or connect people, uh, you know, that happen to be in different geographical boundaries, but, uh, and just go from there. You know, we, we, uh, ideally the uh, ideas of Liberty, I believe are the best ideas. So we just got to continue to share them, get them in front of more eyes, more minds, and then, uh, hopefully we reach that peaceful, prosperous society sooner rather than later. So tell me more about uh, the interactions you had with folks down there. Very positive, uh, over 200 people there. Did you feel like the people that were there, you know, for the cameras were actually uh, serious? Because one of the critiques I've heard of uh, of Peaceful Streets project is that they're just going to give away a bunch of cameras to people and that's going to be the end of that. I mean, did you feel like these people were were there for a free camera or that they were there because they were really, you know, intent on doing something? Yeah, honestly, that was one of my uh, concerns as well. You know, folks just show up for a camera and, and that's it, or maybe they try to resell them or something like that. But uh, I would I would say that most everybody that I met uh, was very excited to be there. And, you know, uh, there was a full day of speakers from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And, again, a real diverse cross-section. Um, and a number of folks brought a pretty, what I would say, a strike-the-root message and uh, I thought overall it was it was very well um, uh, interpreted and, and gleaned from everybody. A lot of people I saw taking literally pages of notes and asking real good questions afterwards, coming up to the speakers afterwards. So um, I, I think overall it was a, a, a real big success. And the fact that a number of those individuals who were present that day came out that evening to do some cop lock. And again, there was about over 30 people, I'd say, all the way like from from younger people up to, you know, 60, 70-year-old people out. Uh, it was a real cross-section, so... Did, uh, uh, it, well, it by the way, were any of these presentations cool. uh, recorded? Uh, will they be available online for folks that couldn't make it out to this? Yeah, they are. I did some uh, quick updates on CopBlock's uh, stream, so that's quick.com slash CopBlock. But they're also streaming the entire event at Ustream.com. If you go to Ustream.com and search for Peaceful Streets Project, mm-hmm. you can find all those. And they also video recorded them, too, so... I expect those to be up in the near future. Excellent. That's great Uh, to know. Pete, what kind of um, support do they have for people who are going to get started here? They've got their camera. They've been given Mm -hmm. instruction on how to go out and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, interact with the police when they feel like they're doing something that uh, might be overstepping the, uh, the bounds of protecting and serving the public. What kind of support does Peaceful Streets provide to people who are going to go out and do this kind of cop? watching i mean i think i think right now it's, it's still kind of emerging come together but there's definitely a core group of really awesome people some folks we've known for years out here and a lot of new people that are stepping up um guy named harold gray who's been a long time activist on the ground and you know john bush kept blessed a lot of a lot of good people involved Stephen sheffield but um i you know i, I don't i guess the uh it where, where the needs uh become apparent i think they'll uh do their best and uh we'll be pretty successful meeting those, you know, whether that's uh, continued trainings or uh, ability to uh, collaborate on video collected and push that. But right now they're just, uh, you know, it's, it's really in the stage where if, if some incident happens or something goes down where there's need for uh, more attention or more eyes on a situation, then I think they'll have the 
people on the ground to sort of mobilize and support each other around that. Well, at the like very that, least, uh, people have met new people as a result of this, and likely, you know, a new network has is in the process or has, is already being formed, uh, and that'll result in better communication of these sorts of things happening in the future and, and how people can help one another. Hey, did uh, Austin police get invited to the event? Did they send a representative? <laughs> They, uh, they were definitely were aware of the event. Uh, my buddy Clyde Voluntarius, who started Never Take a Plea in Carolina's cop block, came down with me from uh, North Carolina, and he happened to interact, uh, witnessed a police stop uh, on Friday night, the night before the summit, and uh, engaged with one of the sergeants afterwards who was very chill and conversational, essentially said, yeah, you guys have the right to film us. It's a good thing. And uh, he knew he was aware of the seminar and uh, the summit, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, I would guess that they passed around a memo internally about it going on and about us coming out cop walking afterwards and i think this um, but, in and of itself is very important for mm-hmm. the, the the police officer on the street to experience i mean they need to know that people could be recording them that it's okay for people to recording them and that they may be re- being recorded without their consent or their knowledge so they need to be you know they need to be on their best behavior because they're working supposedly for us so peacefulstreets.com to learn more about the peaceful streets project also copblock.org plenty of great content over there pete air thanks for uh, coming on tonight appreciate it man Yep, appreciate it. And the uh, free team stuff went over well. Right on. We'll see you soon. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's one ninety-five for the class and three hundred for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Oh, and by the way, website features include our mobile site. So for those of you with smartphones... Not only can you use your phone to video police encounters and such, but you can also use it to stream audio when you're in a less intense sort of a situation. You just want something to listen to. You can go to m.freetalklive.com and you can utilize our audio streams there. They're linked to you. Uh, you're linked to there and the various different free software that you can use on all different phone operating systems are linked to for you as well. It's all there, all free. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. We were just talking with Pete Ayer from copblock.org. And discussing the police, or excuse me, the uh, Peaceful Streets Project that was a summit that just happened over the weekend, uh, kind of a uh, convention where folks came from all across uh, the Austin area to gather and talk about, uh, actually further further out than Austin, uh, some folks coming from the East Coast and maybe elsewhere, uh, but people discussing police accountability and holding the police accountable through using video cameras and other tools. Uh, Pete mentioned Quick.com. Q-I-K is how you spell that. I should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, Q-I-K.com. There's also Bambuser. These are two tools that you can uh, install on your phone and stream instantly to the Internet. As long as you've got a data signal, you'll be able to stream your video to an account on the cloud, if you will, that, of course, protects your video from being deleted uh, by the police. So 
pretty handy tools uh, are, are coming out, are available. The ACLU just came out with, uh, or a couple of different, I guess, state ACLUs came out with their own police recording tools. And so, you know, there's there seems to be some level of competition uh, in the area of uh, devices and, and tools that can be used for recording the police. Yeah, interestingly, the one that I saw, I think it was from New Jersey CLU, um, was... A device, you know, it it shut the phone. It made it look like the phone the phone was shut down, and then you could record. And then when you played shut with it again, down or that uh, you just, just couldn't see on. the program. Yeah, you just couldn't. It, the, the screen was blank. Oh, okay. So the screen was blank, and you're, you know, it's doing its thing, recording. And then when you, you know, get back into the phone, then it uploads it to, um, the you know whatever service. And, I, you know, I, I suppose that's okay, but I, I like the idea of uploading it immediately. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe that's you know not the way to do it. I don't know, but it's and it also it, I, you know the the idea of of videotaping surreptitiously, uh, just a, it scares me just a little bit. In I live in a state, New Hampshire, where it's a two party state, meaning that uh, you, you know both parties have to know they're being uh, recorded, mm-hmm. and you can't just go ahead and have a telephone conversation with somebody and record that telephone conversation. It's called wiretapping. If you do, you might get a felony charge. Yep, it's a, or three. It's a, yeah, right. <laughs> These things could happen. That was in three different instances. Uh, Our friend Demo is currently yeah. facing three uh, felony wiretapping charges for calling government bureaucrats, telling them he was interviewing them for a news report, and then asking them questions, which he figured would be enough to let them know they were on the record. Uh, but apparently the bureaucrats disagreed, and they've now come after him, and he's facing 21 years in prison as a result of that. But yeah, Mark, so if you were in a state where it was a two-party state like that, you'd have to be careful with using a tool like that. You'd have to essentially announce that you're being recorded whenever you walk around somebody. Yeah. Which is what I did the other day in court uh, when went to a company, a demo, to do some research at the courthouse. They took my video camera from me at the front gate. Now, this was not in Keene uh, where we're doing the show. This was in Manchester, New Hampshire. So uh, I had never had a problem bringing the video camera into the Manchester court previous to this, but this time they stopped me. I had, of course, I had the camera out on a tripod, so it was really obvious that I had a video camera. It's a camera. You're not trying to sneak this through. Right, whereas I might have had it in a bag or something like that before maybe the the other times when they let me through. So they held the the tripod there, and I asked the guards if they – if they had sworn an oath to the Constitution, and they told me no, they had not. Uh, and these are men wearing sheriff's badges, by the way. So I figured members of the sheriff's department probably had to swear an oath to the Constitution, but seems like a reasonable guess, maybe. <laughs> So, nope, they didn't, and uh, they would not let me have the camera back, uh, so I, they wanted me to get permission or whatever to bring the camera into the courthouse, which, of course, you know, the First Amendment wasn't enough permission, the right to be a free press and uh, right to free speech, apparently that wasn't permission enough for them. But I still had, I was still allowed to possess my phone. They did not take my phone from me. And uh, so my smartphone, of course, I've got all these video services. I decided to opt to, I opted to not use the phone for video purposes. But you could I have. I did use the phone to record audio, however. And so I started an application entitled Cop Recorder 2. And uh, the Cop Recorder came out prior to the uh, ACLU app you were talking about, Mark. The Cop mm-hmm. Recorder's been out for a little bit. And essentially, the Cop Recorder operates in a way that you start the Cop Recorder program, you press the record button, and then the Cop Recorder screen goes away, and you can use the phone as uh, as normal. So the recording is going on in the background, basically, of the phone. 
And uh, so I, you know, started my recording and I put the phone back on my uh, my belt and proceeded to walk about the courthouse doing our business. And I just simply announced to any bureaucrats that would come near me that they were being recorded. I didn't tell them with what. I didn't tell them who was recording them. I didn't tell them anything about the details in regards to how they were being recorded. I just simply made the announcement so it was very clear that they were being recorded. Wonder what that means to them. It's like is this guy's, what you know, because it it's not obvious. You're right. right. It, it wouldn't be obvious. You're being recorded. You know, yep. and that's it. It's just it's kind of strange. So I just, you have no obligation under this law to tell people how you're there being. That's recorded. correct. And frankly, you know, wiretapping has that you're over the telephone kind of feel. So that's what it was written for. Uh, you know, they, but they law. they weren't specific about on the telephone. Right. So you know, I, I guess it could be anybody. But uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> maybe people should just greet each other in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, instead of uh, hello, they should just say you're being recorded. Let's go to Darren in Indy, listening to WXNT. Darren, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Darren in Indy. Darren just dropped off the line. All right. Well, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. So where I was going with this conversation about technology, uh, because there's a lot of it out there, a lot of great programs for your smartphone, other programs. You know, of course, if you don't have a smartphone, video cameras are cheap. Yeah. Video cameras are so cheap. You can get a disposable video camera at, uh, you know, CVS or Walgreens or something like that for Less than fifty bucks, probably even far less than disposable I disposable video camera for less than fifty dollars. Yes. How, how disposable is it? I believe the idea is you basically use it and then uh, you can upload the video to some sort of a service or something like that, or you mm-hmm. take it back and have the video like developed or something. I don't. Honestly, I don't know, Mark. I've never looked into it because I've never been interested in buying a camera that cheap. Because cameras aren't that expensive to get a video camera anyway. To I get mean. a decent camcorder style camera, yeah, I mean two hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. I mean you can get one like that. Um, but you know, if you just want a cheapy, cheap camera, they have those. Those things do exist. That's the only reason I bring well, that, that up. I had a key fob that was t- twenty bucks. That, yeah, but those uh, things broke on it. Indeed, they did. But it was twenty bucks, and it was a video camera. Sure, but if you can't rely on it to it's record, it's then important. It's you're throwing the money down the drain. Agreed. So uh, you're talking about these hidden cameras, like in a like a keychain or in a necklace or in a pen. Uh, there are a lot, of, or sunglasses actually now have them. Some of them mm-hmm. do. So there's some sunglasses. Really, yep, that's right. Watches. Wow. Yep, that's right. All of these things, and they're very affordable. Uh, but on the other hand, whether the quality is there is another question. So uh, if you can find a good, relying, reliable recording device, that's great. These things are important. This technology is critical for people that want to hold the police accountable and or just have something at the ready in case something else happens. You I mean you never know. Maybe there's something that it's not the cops. Maybe it's some other. A lot of instances being. where it's it's great to have a camera, and, and in some cases it's extraordinarily po- uh, profitable. But the I mean, point I wanted to make on this was all the technology in the world. You can have all of the cameras in the world on you. You know as many as just you know, one strapped to your leg, one strapped to your belt. You know have as many cameras as you want. The camera Rambo. If you don't have the support to back you up, then it's going to be not really that worthwhile. It's not going to be fun. You've got to have a network of people like they're creating in Austin with the Peaceful Streets uh, Project or like we're doing here in New Hampshire with the Free State Project. It's having the people who care to back you up, to come to, 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 come to court with you, to support you uh, on a, you know, kind of on a mental uh, health basis because it can be overwhelming oh, sure. when uh, the police are coming after you. And you can better believe if you make a habit out of being the lone cameraman in your town, the police are going to go ahead and, you know, they're going to have your number. 
and they're going to do something about you. It would be a really rare police force that wouldn't do that. Right. Because, I mean, uh, you know, every instance I've seen of people videotaping police, and it's the first time the police have encountered that, they go right after them like, you know, wasps, you know, chasing down. I don't know what wasps chase down, but right. it would be awful. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. Maybe you want to share with us your experience recording the police, 855-450-FREE, that's 3733. You can join us on our website as well over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features we have there. Uh, You can actually help support the show by shopping with us. Go to shop dot freetalklive.com and when you enter amazon through the links you'll find there amazon's in the uk amazon canada and the us as well you enter the amazon of your choice free talk live gets a portion of the purchase price it's that easy and it's a big deal for free talk live i mean the amazon program has grown over the years big deal and it is a big help to us so you get the stuff that you're looking for you get the same great amazon deals you're used to the same huge selection free super saver shipping it's the exact same experience. You're just entering through our portal at shop.freetalklive.com, and then uh, Amazon cuts us a portion of the total. So once again, shop.freetalklive.com. We were talking about these cameras, these uh, video cameras out there. You want to talk about a good place to get a camera? That's uh, that's where I got mine. Uh, my my camcorder, uh, HD cam, got mine from Amazon. And of course, when you're on Amazon, you get the user reviews, which is, in my opinion, probably the most valuable part about the Amazon shopping experience because you know you can buy these things anywhere, but uh, not many sites have the 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 sheer number of users that are using it and you know giving you really in some cases detailed and and uh, well analyzed reviews of these products you know i i the, the user reviews always and i'm not saying just on amazon but in, in sort of in general confuse me really because i don't know who's putting this review on is well, it, it could be a, somebody who's promoting the product or, or a somebody competitor who's trying to knock it down right and these things certainly happen and it's difficult to know there's a i can't remember the name of the the cartoon out there but it's one of those internet cartoons and it's really funny you know it, it compares the buying of a lamp in the old days versus the buying a lamp in the new days um, and you know it says in the old days oh that's a pretty lamp let's buy that lamp mm-hmm. and it's a couple you know in a store and the second time it's like oh that's a pretty lamp what do you think well it says here on the re- reviews that uh, some guy says that when we turned it on his cat went deaf uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it it really can be stifling uh, you know sometimes the information because you're you know for too much information uh, well you know when you don't know what you're buying um, for instance we were going to looking at a buying a tablet at one point and my wife went around and reviewed and reviewed all these tablets and finally came up that she was just so confused she didn't want to buy a tablet. So she got overwhelmed by it, huh? Yeah. So anyway. Oh, I, I like the reviews. I, I, I'm not saying reviews are bad. I just I don't I don't know what to do with them all the time because I, I kind of you consider- do have to take them with a grain of salt. Yeah. I think I, um, I kind of read through them and like. Um, categorize them like okay this guy's an idiot this guy's an idiot you know because some of the things they complain about are so stupid 
You know what I mean? Basically, what it boils down to is what my use, how I want to use it or what, what I want to get out of it. And mm-hmm. I kind of can, I think I'm pretty good at like seeding through the ones that aren't relevant to me. Yeah, I, th- I think there is a, a bit of a skill to it uh, over time. And of course, a product that has more reviews than less, I think having more reviews is a valuable thing. And clearly, if reviews weren't valu- weren't valuable, then Amazon wouldn't have them on their site. So uh, I guess, you know. Maybe the majority of people are enriched by the reviews rather than confused by them. I know. I, I, it just happens. So, uh, so again, you know, we were talking about the technology uh, previously uh, with uh, Pete Ayer from copblock.org, which, again, is a great resource uh, for you to go and get started in the world of holding the police accountable uh, with video technology and asking them questions as well. Uh, but all of the technology is, is really – only worth so much. There has to be a human component as well. And I think that's one of the, the uh, places where Cop Block really shines above uh, the older organization, Cop Watch, because cop blockers aren't afraid to get involved in the situation. Now, I don't mean actually interfere physically with, a, with an arrest, but what I mean is to get involved verbally by asking tough questions of the police, uh, by you know, pointing out to others what's going on. Uh, to you know, bring more attention to the scene and, and hopefully bring more accountability as well. But you have to have people on board for the technology to really work at its most effective uh, manner. And the Free State Project is something that I think is a real uh, solution for this because – the Peaceful Streets uh, project down in Austin is a good thing because it's getting people together who are in one general area who believe in similar ideas, at least, that is holding the police accountable. The Free State Project is a bigger picture kind of an organization. It's a group of uh, liberty-minded people who are coming together for the purpose of getting active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And part of that activity can include cop blocking. Part of that activity can include you know, doing things that uh, will, will help keep the police more accountable. But it can also include doing things like running for police political office. It can be, you know, writing letters to the editor. It can be creating media uh, like Freaking TV or this radio program or whatever. There are a lot of different ways in which one can get active and they don't all involve uh, sticking your neck out uh, in regards to the police. However, uh, you know, sticking your neck out. And when I say that, I mean, just, you know, doing anything in regards to police is sticking your, you know, your neck out to some extent because they could decide to target you, which is where having those numbers comes in handy. If if the police know that they're messing with a movement full of people by messing with one of its members, they uh, might be a little bit less inclined to do something about it. Uh, Mark, you expressed your story about how when we first moved to Keene, you experienced some negativity from the police surrounding videotaping them. Uh, they demanded that I not do it. But and then it happened more and more and more and more often. On now they just basis. roll their eyes. Yeah, they're used to it. They, uh, It's not a problem uh, for them to have video cameras around. It's no big deal. And that's because they got hit enough times with people with video cameras who weren't backing down. And they uh, they saw that whenever they would mess with somebody with a camera, that uh, more people with cameras would show up. You know, this sort of thing. And so it's again, it's for me, it's about the people. That's what makes activism the most effective. You have to have the people that are willing to take the risk. And even if they're not willing to take a risk, they're willing to back up the people who are willing to take the risk. So like, for instance, the Peaceful Streets Project did a fundraiser where they raised enough money to buy 100 video cameras and give them out to folks. Good fundraiser. Well, those people in the background with the, the fundraiser, the, the people that gave money to the fundraiser are the people kind of in the background. They've you know maybe got a little bit too much to risk. They're not willing to 
go out and uh, you know stick their neck out on the line by recording in public, but they do have $5,000 that they want to buy other people video cameras. So the people that maybe have a little bit less to lose, more likely to record the police, but maybe can't afford their own video camera. Uh, so bringing these kind of people together makes a difference, and kudos to the folks in Austin who are making those connections. But if you uh, if you heard what Pete was talking about earlier, where the folks down there in Austin were from a, a diverse group, uh, that's a good thing, of course, because the more people you can have from different uh, aspects of life involved in this, the better. Uh, the Free State Project is only people who love the ideas of freedom. Now, there's a diversity within that uh, that section of folks, but within the Free State Project, that's the, the common denominator. It's not all people that just want to have police accountability. It's people that want freedom for everybody and are willing to uh, to work towards it. So those uh, having people with a principled mindset come together for the purpose of doing cop blocking, we've had some really effective uh, cop blocking activities up here as a result of that. And of course, Pete Ayer is, uh, is a Free State Project participant. He, he and others who are known cop blockers have made the move to New Hampshire. Adamo Freeman, uh, who's currently in jail in Manchester right now for uh, – uh, chalking up at the police department. So he was engaging in some cop blocking uh, police accountability activities. He also made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And uh, Pete, when at the very end of his call, he made a quick comment about how the keen information went over well. I sent Pete, uh, you know, gave him some gas money so he could uh, make the trip down there and mm-hmm. help. Well, he was going to make the trip anyway, with or without me. Uh, but I, I stepped up and said, hey, donated a little. Yeah, here's some money. And if you don't mind, I'd really appreciate you pass these in, you know, pass this information out. So I sent Pete down there with don't take the plea deal flyers, uh, which is, I think, a really important component of this whole hold the police accountable message is the. Uh, the question of what do you do when, not if, but when they decide to target you or one of your friends with some you know nonsense charge, like the guy with the swimsuit earlier getting arrested for indecent exposure, which was a total total accidental situation. Uh, most people will take the plea deal, which is what they uh, they want you to do. They want you to take the plea and uh, make this all go away. But if you're going to go out and you want to hold these police accountable, and they arrest you on some trumped up charge. If you don't take the plea, then that helps clog up their system. And the more people don't take a plea, the more clogged this already clogged system becomes, and they're more likely to drop some of these charges on people. Also, um, you know, many of these prosecutors don't have time or even the ability to take uh, things prosecution to try. Remember when uh, Mac called in that one time and said that, uh, you know, it was the first time in his county that somebody had taken a case to trial in like a year. So I don't know if it was his town or county or what it was, but uh, this particular court, no one had. I mean, they just they weren't taking things to trial. They weren't, I, I, you know, criminal criminal charges weren't being taken to trial. So that's one of the things that I uh, thought was really important a message to get out to these folks. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Now, in the case of uh, instances in which there is a victim, you know, if you've done something that has harmed another human being, then. You know, taking the plea deal is not a bad idea, uh, but uh, well, I don't recommend the plea. The pleas don't help anybody except guilty people and government bureaucrats. And uh, frankly, you know, we the taxpayers are supposed to be paying. The idea is is that we're paying the government bureaucrats to in order to uh, do something, uh, you know, work for us. So therefore, it doesn't help the public. The fact is, it only helps criminals. Be guilty people. So don't take the, you know, I, I don't think there should be pleas, period. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. Coming up, we'll tell you about one man who did victimize someone, at least her toes. It's Free Talk Live. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're completely free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You can control the content, submit things to the site, vote upon the ones that are there already, and vote up the ones you like, down the ones you dislike. And then, um, by the way, other listeners will do the same thing. And the most aggregated to the top will make it on the front page uh, of the site, to the top of the site. So more people will see and discuss what you put up there or what you voted upon. Go to freetalklive.com to get interactive. Now, here's a bizarre story. And how would you respond? And Julia, since you're the only lady in the room, this is probably most applicable to you, being that uh, the victim here was a female. What would you do if a man posing as a representative, this, by the way, from thesmokinggun.com, man posing as a representative of America's Funniest Home Videos tricked an 18-year-old Georgia woman into allowing him to suck her toe inside a Walmart? <laughs> according to Columbia County... <laughs> according, okay. Yep. According to Columbia County Sheriff's Office report, the teen was shopping Tuesday evening when approached by the middle-aged suspect who cops have identified as 43-year-old Joey Leaphart, a uh, registered sex offender whose rap sheet is littered with foot-related crimes. <laughs> Most recently, Leapart was arrested in February after approaching a female shopper at a Walmart in South Carolina and asking if he could kiss and smell her feet. Leapart is pictured in the mugshot, well, over at thesmokinggun.com. He's not the most attractive of men. After asking the teen if her toenails were painted, Leapart said, I know this sounds crazy, but have you ever heard of America's Funniest Home Videos? I think it's off the air, isn't it? I don't know. You know, I think, I think it is. There's been new hosts and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's still in the air. But as far as I'm concerned, it died when Bob Saget was no longer doing it. Got, the guy was amazing, <laughs> amazing. So uh, you know, it was funny when the, what was it, Bob Saget was in that movie about pot back in the late 1990s. What was it called? Uh, um, the one with half baked. Yeah, half baked. And he has and, the best line in the movie. And he What's totally, the line? I don't think I can say it on the radio. Yeah, like all of his lines in that movie were pretty filthy. And it, so it was interesting because I'd never seen Bob Saget do comedy before, but he's he's like one of those dirty comedians, and you don't know that when you see him on America's Funniest Home Videos no, or Full House. It's amazing. Uh, so anyway, as an aside, uh, back to the story. So he says to her, I know it sounds crazy, but have you ever heard of America's Funniest Home Videos? When the unemployed woman says she had heard of the show, the man uh, relied to her that he would pay her for her... Says here relied, which you're right, though I think that's used incorrectly. Sometimes Uh, spell check doesn't work, even if you have a news, run a news site. So uh, he would pay her for her purchases up to $100 if she agreed to cooperate with a prank. The teen then reluctantly agreed to Lee Part's request to take a picture of her foot. I know this is crazy, Leapart then said, but can I kiss your foot? 
Cops reported that the victim agreed under the impression that it was a TV prank. Leap. You know, I'm I'm hesitant to call her a victim because she did. Ki- she's kind of consenting. I mean, he's misleading, but buyer beware. She is letting him kiss her foot or whatever. I, I'm I'm kind of there. I mean, so he doesn't have a video camera at all. Where's this camera team? <laughs> right. That's that's the one part of this that is uh, really questionable here because they don't get into detail on whether he had an associate with him uh, recording. This. I don't imagine anybody it would go with him in order to trick, like trick uh, young women into letting them kiss, <laughs> suck, suck their toes, yeah. and kiss their feet. Right. I just can't imagine. I, I'm not I'm not going along for this adventure. I've got better right. things to do. Maybe you can get somebody up for this. But it isn't me. I agree with you. It does not seem likely that this was a team effort at all. So he was doing this alone, which means that that he should have had a video camera, in which case he's not telling a lie. I mean, you can enter videos into America's Funniest Home Videos. So if she knows anything about their home videos, so if she knows anything about it, I mean, it's right in the title. He told her that he was making a home video. So if he's actually making a video of any sort, then he's doing what he said he was doing. And if he paid the woman up to the $100 in purchases, then he did what he said he was going to do. He's fulfilled every contractual obligation. If he didn't have a camera, then I just kind of, and he, and he paid for her purchases. I'm sorry, lady. Well, I don't know if he actually paid for her purchases. Then I've got a problem with it. And he also went a little bit farther than just kissing her foot. Uh, according to the details here, the victim agreed. Under the impression it was a TV prank, Lee Part then guided the woman behind a clothing rack, saying, "Let's move over here Do, so people don't think I'm crazy." Can you imagine seeing this in Walmart somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> so the people don't think I'm crazy, right? Okay. After dropping to the floor and grabbing the woman's ankle, Lee Part noted, "Don't worry, I don't bite." At that point, Leapart put the woman's big toe in his mouth <laughs> and began sucking on it. The woman, investigators reported, immediately screamed at the top, uh, screamed at him to stop and to leave. Leapart then stood up and, before running from the he store, just well, apparently he didn't pay for her purchases. No, he did not. Said, "Oh, it tasted so good, though." <laughs> even no, he's okay. been charged with misdemeanor simple battery involving hands, feet, teeth. Hands what? Hands slash feet slash teeth. Okay. So they have a category for this. <laughs> so this is where this guy went awry. He did not uh, tell her what he was going to do. He lied to her about what he was going to do. Right. So, um, you know, when, when he said kiss her feet, she probably didn't get the impression that he French meant- French kiss. French kiss her feet. <laughs> and then, uh, so, I mean, you know, he misled her in that way. So, you know, she wouldn't have yelled. She She's going for the hundred bucks, dude. Yeah, she was she totally in it for was. the hundred dollars. And if that's what she- What would have happened had she kept quiet as he did that and just thought, this is weird. <laughs> uh, and then said, all I right, know. pay up, buddy. I you know, don't know. Do you think he would have run from the store at that point? Had she had she been game for the toe sucking, would he have taken off at that moment? Or would he have actually gone through with his promise to pay her for I think uh, it's a fine question. Stuff. Because if he did, you know, the problem here, as far as I'm concerned, is he didn't pay her the hundred bucks that he said he was going yeah. to. But, but she but, did say, get away from me right, right now. She did. She ended the, the, the deal. Like, there's, there's a problem here. And, I, you know, it basically comes down to poor communication on his part. 
He he, does. Pr- he can find people to do this for a hundred dollars, and it's a lot cheaper than what is this a felony or a misdemeanor? It's a misdemeanor. It's, a it's cheaper charge. than whatever the cops are going to charge him. They're going to fine him. The victim is going to get no uh, recompense, and I, I mean, you know I don't know that she should get any. Yeah. Well, what is the damage here? I mean. Well, that's why I don't really off. like the word victim. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird, but I don't it feel like she was really harmed or... And she, she consented at first. Okay. She was a victim but of fraud. I'm not sh- right? she was, she, yes, she, but we don't know whether or not he would have paid. So she's... She scared him and said, get away from True. me. True. We don't know whether or not he would have paid, but he did say kiss, not suck your toes. Not French kiss. So, I mean, so she wasn't entirely was clear what what the uh you know the arrangement was either and since you know we don't get a lot of detail in this it almost makes it sound like he was representing himself as from the show which may or may not you know that's certainly not true and whether that whether he was representing himself as like a host of the show or something that was not made clear here it sort of almost sounds like he was trying to do that but it's not it's not clear from the conversation at least what they're selecting for us in the smoking gun article all right, I. But still, I mean, damages maximum what the you know the cartload of uh, stuff that she had at uh, at the Walmart, but but even then, I don't know. I think that the the the, the highest level of damages this is really is a, a crime. A stern talking to. Right. I mean, she the the cops should drag this guy in front of her again so that she can say whatever it is that she has on her mind to him, and then that should be the end of it. I just don't see any damage. Maybe they could uh, have him clean her feet. He'd probably really be interested in that. And I don't uh, think she wants her feet cleaned no, by this dude. Not. No. He's liable to slip a toe in his mouth as quick as he possibly can. <laughs> just the thought of, of toe sucking going on. I, I mean, I don't want my toes sucked on at any point in my life ever. But if I do, it's right out of the shower. It's certainly not while I've been out and about shopping, That's like going to take my shoe into. off. And yeah, he's totally into like a dirty uh, foot. I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know what he's, what he's This into. is one of those questions where I don't need a hundred bucks this bad. You know, <laughs> I mean, I just don't. This is one of the well, you're not unemployed. She was uh, indeed. Uh, and <laughs> this is one of those questions where you know the deeper issue is how does this get started? Right? I mean, what. How do you get into toe sucking? Soccer. Where, where, where does that start? And if you are into it, please explain. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-FREE. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. <clears throat> Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, and our number again, 855-450-FREE. So whether you want to comment on toe-sucking, as uh, we just shared a ridiculous story from Walmart uh, some of the strange things that happen in people Walmart, of Walmart uh, that uh, that involved a man uh, apparently posing as though he were involved in America's home videos, funniest home videos, attempting to get a woman to allow him to kiss her foot in return for uh, first he photographed it, then he asked her if she, if he could kiss it. Uh, they went behind a clothes rack and uh, he proceeded to put her toe 
in his mouth. That's not where you think think that story's going. Like they slipped behind a clothes rack and... Mm. And uh, then she screamed, and he ran away, making a comment about how wonderful it was. It was worth it. It was all worth it. Yeah. And uh, and they then charged him with the simple battery. His uh, his comment as he left said, "Oh, it tasted so good, though." And uh, he had offered her money. Uh, had offered her to pay her for her purchases if she had agreed to cooperate with his prank. But he did not reveal to her that he was going to. He had the intention of putting the toe. Actually, insert. Her toe into, into his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she had consented to a kissing of her foot, but not a French kissing, as Mark uh, pointed out. So you're welcome to comment on that. How does one start in the world of uh, toe sucking? I mean, where, where does it start? Does it start with a foot fetish? Uh, I mean, that, and how does that get started? Or is it just like, is a foot fetish something that you just like naturally, you just, you know, you just grow up always being into people's feet? Is that how that happens? Well, I, I think like I notice sometimes when people have attractive feet, but that doesn't mean that I want to do anything with those feet. I just think, well, that's, you know, some of them are well taken care of. They've got nice polish on them. No doubt. Like a nice little lady foot. I don't. Right. (laughs) Obviously, they don't have strappy, sassy sandals for nothing, right? Like, you know, it's because there needs to be within that strappy, sassy sandal a well manicured and taken care of foot. And. Uh, you know, so I mean, yeah, I, I'm but not. This guy claim- isn't really concerned with, uh, you know, necessarily feet being in good condition because he wants to take know? someone's shoe mm-hmm. off in the middle of Walmart and put a toe in his mouth. So How do you know what kind of shoe she goes, had on. Well, we don't know, but at I mean, some point he, it goes. But from one would assume that he had the opportunity he to did see ask, her feet. He did ask if they were painted. So maybe she didn't. Ha- maybe she did. Have a shoe. Maybe she just. He just finds attractive women and then hopes and they have good figures. Feet. They've got nice feet. Let's but go they to- do have like sweaty feet because they've been walking around shopping. At least, yeah. There's, uh, you know, it's in a shoe, right? If it's in a shoe, as opposed to a sandal or something like that. Either way, let's uh, either, you know, if it's not in a shoe, then it might be dirty from walking around too. So it's either way, dirt, unless it's right out of the shower, yeah, it's your dirty. feet are dirty by, you know. By their nature. Mm. Let's go to Mike listening in Wyoming to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Mike, what's on your mind tonight? You can bring up anything. Hey, hey guys, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Thanks, but God. I, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I don't insult anybody, but this is something that I've, an observation I've made over the last four or five months that I've been, uh, that I discovered this show. I listen every night, seven nights a week, but I think I'm going to stop listening on Sundays. Sundays? Why is that? Because, um, you know, the, the co-host that's on named Stephanie, she's Stephanie. always very cordial and very nice. And, uh, but it seems like she turns that show, she's got an agenda for the Sunday night show. And it always turns out that 80% of the show will be spent discussing uh, gay, lesbian, and transgender issues. And I think to myself, you know, I pay for this radio, and I can listen to Al Q if I wanted to do that all the time. I understand that it's What's it's Al Q? You know, it's a gay channel. Okay, I'm not familiar with it. Go ahead. I understand that it's it's free talk live, but it's sort of like I want to listen to free talk live. I want to hear about ideas of, of freedom. I want to hear about liberty. I want to hear about corruption and, and uh, the police departments. I want to hear about things that happen to people, how people can resist. I mean, those are the things that I, I, I wait all day for free talk live. Come on, so I can hear that stuff. And no. every Sunday it just turns into something else, and I, I don't understand why she does that if she's got her own radio show. Noted. Well, well, Mark, I mean, tell me more. I mean, I don't get to listen to every Sunday episode because it's my day off, so sometimes I'm doing other things. I mean, is it true? Is Stephanie turning it into an episode of Flaming Freedom? Uh, Stephanie has, you know, I mean, she has uh, issues that uh, concern her, certainly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously if a coast 
uh, co-host has issues that concern them. We tend to talk about those things uh, more often. I have, uh, you know, I I'm, uh, you know, I don't like the death penalty. War is a big topic for me, so we we tend to talk about those things when when I'm on the air. And yeah, I would say that there's there's more conversation about that kind of stuff. Also, eighty percent. I think, that's, I think that's an exaggeration, but I mean, it, it, that's the way it feels for him. So, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I don't think statistically that's that's the correct number. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's certainly more often we talk about uh, gay and transgendered issues on Sunday more often than we do on the, the regular program. And I'd say it's quite a bit more often. But, you know, to some extent, I'm uh, I talk to Stephanie about things like, uh, you know, feminism. And that's another topic that we were talking about on Sunday. Right, Mike? Yes. And, I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of feminism. And I try to, you know, I've, I try to, to present another side to it. So at that point, you're it's a back and forth kind of thing. Do you do you feel represented when I'm uh, talking to her about those issues, Mike? Yeah, I uh, um, yeah I do always, and it, it, I'm just saying that it always seems once the topic comes up, then all the rest of phone calls for Sunday seem to be somebody who's gay or lesbian talking about their experience. But it's like it just it's just not appealing to me. Gotcha. That, that's all I wanted to say. I, I love your guys' show. Otherwise, though, it's the only thing worth listening to on the radio. The only truth out there is Free Talk Live. Well, you know, I appreciate uh, the uh, the comments there, and what I would suggest to you is that if you you can't handle it, then obviously that those aren't the right nights to listen. But uh, it's always open phones on Free Talk Live, so if you feel like you want to take the conversation in he a, did in a different direction, uh, you're always welcome to call in and, and bring up absolutely anything you want, just like you uh, you have done. So, and you never know when you when you call in Free Talk Live and you bring something up. Uh, you you can't predict what's going to happen. Sometimes that might open up the phone calls on your topic, and uh, people might be so inspired to call in on whatever it is you brought up that that can take over the show. I mean, Mark, that's happened in the past. Where oh, sure. We'll we'll start out a show. We'll bring stuff to the table. Obviously, we've got to be prepared to do a show if we don't get any calls, because uh, there's always that possibility. You know, some technical defect or just you know people just don't want to call on an issue. Uh, doesn't mean they're not listening. Just means they're not calling. So you bring stuff to the table to talk about, and then one call can come out out of you know the middle of nowhere and uh, boom the topic is uh, something brand new and people light up the phones on that issue and literally we've had somebody call at the beginning of a show we've come in with show prep and then we've talked about whatever that other issue is that the caller brought up for the entire program so there's there's no real way to predict how it's all going to pan out but if you don't do that then you're leaving it to the host to decide what to discuss <clears throat> that makes sense yep so there you go yeah, mike you I, I appreciate it guys thanks Thanks, Thanks for Mike. the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at eight five five four fifty free. The week before last, we discussed theism versus atheism for most of the uh, the program, mm-hmm. and you know, I do want to I do want to talk to Stephanie about these uh, the issues on on which she and I differ because to some extent the conflict is interesting, uh, and it's not conflict like you and I have. There's no yelling or screaming or anything like that. Uh, but you know, it's it's interesting to have. I people can't imagine t- Stephanie yelling. Nah, she's not much of a yeller. Um, I can't. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's uh, when people disagree that uh, you know they have different points. They can make different points back and forth instead of just going yeah, 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 yeah with each other on the issues. Um, so you know, I. Oftentimes we end up uh, talking about issues upon which Stephanie and I don't entirely agree, and I think it's good to have different ideas in the the Liberty Movement. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want, really. 855-450-3733. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features you'll find there completely free, including the bulletin board system where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And uh, we'll continue here with taking your phone calls about what you want. And then, if we get a chance, we'll talk about bath salts. Uh, but first, we go to the phones and to the fun. David, listening in California on the Amp Lines. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hi, David. Um, I'm calling about the, the caller who just called in and to suggest that the Sunday show was um, 80% about gay and lesbian issues. And I listen to the Sunday show regularly. And I don't find that to be the the case at all. I think it's um, one of the more well-rounded shows um, that you you produce. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I have to say that the times that I have listened, uh, you know, sometimes I will be around the studio and I'll sit in and listen that way. And sometimes I'll be in a different room, you know, maybe out in the studio kitchen and I'll listen there. So I, you know, I will catch portions of the, the Sunday show. And I don't recall hearing that topic more often than any other. But then again, I, I think it comes up more often than it does on Free Talk Live. But during the I, week, you mean? Correct. Uh, the, the, the regular free like, talk. You know. We don't generally talk about. I can't remember the last time we talked about transgendered, if at all. You know, and, and these are. It, it's an issue that uh, clearly Stephanie's uh, you know finds to be uh, important, and is, is you she, know comes up more often. Is it's, she transgendered? No. Oh, okay. What do you mean? What? I'm just curious. I don't know. Just curious. <laughs> um, I, not that I. I don't know of any. You know, she hasn't discussed anything like that with me. So. But at, at the same time, the fact is that uh, the Sunday show gets as many downloads, if not more, and it does get more than sort of the average download of Free Talk Live. Hmm. Um, not to say it's more listened to than the most listened to show of the week on Free Talk Live, but it is more listened to than the average show of the week on Free Talk Live. So I have no – I mean, we no, Stephanie's fans don't need to call in and say, oh, we like Stephanie. They don't need to because – I already you know, know that yeah. people are listening to, to, to Stephanie. I mean, you know, I, I often find, uh, you know, polling to be, uh, you know, it, unless it's unscientifically to be kind of, uh, you know, not a particularly useful thing. I think Stephanie's great. She calls, uh, you know, she's controversial in that. That's what's uh, important, too. A talk people, show host needs an opinion. Right. People have very strong opinions about her. In fact, there's a Stephanie hate, hatred thread on the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. There's also a Derek J hatred thread. And by the way, Derek should be joining us hopefully tomorrow night if all goes uh, as planned. I think that. 
If you've been on the show for any amount of time, you've certainly had some nasty things said about you. There was a yeah. meme for uh, the, the the first couple of years of the show called Fire Manwich, and my, my name on the show used to be Manwich. It was also Ian is a douche. Uh, yeah, well, that's just <laughs> true. I, that's my, not a meme. My face was placed on a, uh, a douche uh, bottle. On an actual bottle, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think the other guy mentioned agenda, and I think that if you know Stephanie in at all, you know that she definitely doesn't have any sort of agenda. She feels very passionately about these issues, well, and so she I think talks the about them. Who can feel passionately can have an agenda too i mean i don't know that yeah you know well maybe her agenda is to bring attention to these issues right well i guess i think when i hear the phrase agenda i think like the gay agenda right like the gays want everyone else to be gay like that's kind of the way it's often used right which is ridiculous that's not the gay agenda at all of course i mean if there's a if there's a gay agenda which i think is also silly because it's collectivizing and uh, to believe that all gay people have the same you know issues that are important to them is is silly but if there is a gay agenda it's that uh, gay people would like to have the same uh, perception of having the same rights as everybody else that's not unreasonable so david more comments from you or thoughts um, yes. Um, I also liked the show from about two weeks ago when you had the atheist versus theist um, topics. And um, Stephanie's like to... an atheist, is that right? That's uh, that's correct. Okay. Yes, she's an atheist, and there was a comment about a, a a dark room that that Mark was bringing up, and I, I would just like to point out it's not the the obligation of the atheist to prove that anything is in the room at all. And that's you know this is the thing that comes up all the time, and it is the obligation of the atheist if the atheist makes the claim that nothing is in the room. Um, no, not exactly because. You're claiming that something is in the room, and we're claiming we don't know. No, no, atheists aren't claiming we don't know. Agnostics claim they don't know. Mm. An atheist is a person who claims to know and to know that there is nothing. Now, if you claim to not know, I support that you have the highest moral ground. But if you are an atheist and you claim that there is nothing, then you can claim it for yourself, but but, but claiming it is a positive statement in the same way that claiming that the flying spaghetti monster rules the earth with his uh, noodly appendage. That's not actually true, because we're saying that 99.99%, it's improbable that there's anything in the room, and from all the tests that we can tell, that we've done in experiments, nothing appears to be in the room, and we can't say if there's anything in the room or not and whereas you're you're expressing stories that have been passed down over thousands of years hand me down from one a parent to their children and on and on and on and it's uh, completely on your side of the argument uh, to prove this is what people is want. To, this is what people want that, that to be. So, if you you've come from a completely rational standpoint, and you only look at the world as though the world is, you know, the information that we have today is the information that we have, then it, what it does is it ignores a that uh, humans are hardwired to believe in the supernatural, and you know, 
I don't know why that is. I just know that science has proven that humans are hardwired to believe that. It it ignores that it's a faith-based opinion to believe in the uh, the Big Bang theory because it's so far removed from the average individual. Um, the you know one needs to be a theoretical physicist to even understand the sort of the Big Bang concept. And you know that's the same position priests were in a hundred years ago. You know, as a former atheist, I totally understand where David's coming from. And that's I think what that- the position atheists would love to have prove it to me but atheists are making a positive statement there is no god so therefore they need to prove there is no god yeah i i think that's a stretch mark because again as a former atheist i completely understand the perspective and that is that uh, if you make the claim that something exists then it behooves you to prove i haven't that it made exists. that claim i'm not saying you made that claim he's saying you made that claim and i don't think that if you, you did. make the claim that something doesn't exist then don't you need to prove that something doesn't exist? No, I think that the lack of evidence proves that something doesn't exist. If I say there's, uh, there is no unicorn, I can't prove there is no unicorn besides the fact that there's no evidence to prove that a unicorn exists. David, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight uh, at 855-450-FREE. So, like, I totally get that. But the kind of God that you, as I understand, believe in, similar to one that I believe in, is, uh, is not a God in the traditional means, is not a God as in the a daddy god in the sky that's looking down upon everybody and passing judgment and sending the bad boys to the bad place and uh, the good boys and the good gir- girls to the good place. That's not the kind of god uh, that uh, that you are promoting. Is that correct? I y- yes, I do not believe that in the sort of traditional uh, you know b- belief in God. Right. So a lot of the times the atheist is counteracting the traditional uh, monotheistic God belief set that is so frequently found in this particular that's, culture. That's how I feel about it because I feel like the claim was made first. Like somebody said, okay. There's this God. And then, you, you know what I mean? Like that didn't exist before. Somebody presented this belief and then I sort of counteract that belief with no, there's no proof of that. Right. I don't believe it because you haven't given me any proof. And that's a totally reasonable thing to say. You saying I don't believe it because there's no proof of this is a reasonable thing to do. Yes. But then one generally goes on with a further set of beliefs that is, well, how was the universe created? Because usually God, God's, okay. God's wrapped up. Hold up. God's wrapped up in a couple of things. God's wrapped up in, you know, where do we go? when we die where did we come from why are we here yeah why are we here i suppose but i mean i don't think really people most people really think care about that they know why they're here i get it what you're saying about the big bang thing and that's you're absolutely right about that they'd have to prove that the big bang is uh, is real and that it can't be proven it's just a theory right well I, you know 855 450 free I, I tend to believe the big bang theory but it is a faith-based belief one 855 and what if the big bang was created by whatever god is there you go free talk live The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now. 855 453 the SACL CAI toll free line. 
1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you will find there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. And uh, once again, the toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. Mark, you were just mentioning something right before we got uh, on the air about Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoins have just I, – I, I don't have the app up on my phone, but I believe they just hit $9. Uh, they were at uh, 930 or something few, like that. I mean, several days ago, last time I looked, they were like $6.70. Yeah, they're $9.23 is what I've got them at right now, which means they went from 8 to $9 during the course of the show. You checked at the, the beginning low, of the show? The low today is uh, seven sixty two. The high is nine thirty six. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's, it's, Bitcoin, it's Bitcoins are on the way up. And, and they're always moving. I mean, the market is always responding to them. It's not like there's a close time for Bitcoin with the silver and gold and all these other things. The market closes at 4 o'clock, and that's the price for the next you know, several hours. Uh, with Bitcoin, literally, it's going to be a different price uh, by the time we finish the end of this segment. That probably. much is true. And, you know, I... So I, I know what it's like not to have a lot of money to put into bitcoins. I get it, but um, the thing is, is there's no minimum. There's no, uh, you know, you can just put in whatever amount you want to want to see grow. And f- since the initial phase where they shot up, you know, from like twenty cents to thirty dollars, and they fell back down to a buck fifty or whatever they did, mm-hmm. um, they've only trended upwards since then. It's I mean, true. It's just been an upward trend since then. But you I, never know what's going to happen. You never next. know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't propose to know. But I do know that they're being accepted in more and more places. We were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, is the largest uh, place in the world, the largest Bitcoin festival in the world, because everybody was taking them. Um, people un- are beginning to understand what they're about. Businesses are beginning to take them. Free Talk Live certainly accepts them. Certainly wants them for. Um, to do business with, and other businesses are finding that out. People are finding that they can get the things they want with bitcoins. Um, you know, they can they can buy stuff. They can get a huge discount buying bitcoins because it, you know, it, it just cuts it cuts out uh, the banks and the governmental agencies out of the picture. And I, you know, I I just I believe bitcoins is going to trend upward. I don't know which one's going to break out faster, gold and silver, or bitcoins. And I wouldn't sell my precious metals. To get in on bitcoins right now, but I do believe that bitcoins is going to continue to trend upward, and that's just a, you know I mean it's it's one guy's opinion. Well, certainly if bitcoins uh, as bitcoins become more and more useful in the economy, as more and more people adopt them, it seems that that uh, that your prediction I think was probably going to generally be true, Mark. I think that uh, that's I'm on board as well, and uh, regardless of whether they continue to go up or or fluctuate, as I imagine they will continue to fluctuate, they'll probably dip down and then go back up and dip down. You never know what to expect. But uh, as long as they're useful, people are going to continue using them. And ultimately, whether you make money on the Bitcoin or not, uh, to me, it's not – I'm just not an investor kind of gambler person. I don't know how to do that stuff, and I, you know, any time I've ever tried, I've usually lost my butt. Uh, so I don't, I don't get in for that reason. I'm into Bitcoin because it's useful, and because it's uh, for all the other reasons you mentioned. You know, there's no uh, no gatekeepers, there's no corporation behind it or government behind it, and and to me, that's it's just so incredibly useful. Uh, plus, of course, you can buy drugs with it online as well, which uh, really what? helps as well. And that's uh, in in my opinion, as long as the Silk Road exists or sites like the Silk Road, uh, Bitcoin will always have a uh, a built-in constituency. Because if you look at the way the Silk Road works. It's fascinating. Uh, people will say that, uh, well, you know, oh, God, you can't use uh, the Internet. Uh, Bitcoin's a Silk Road. You might uh, get caught. Well, think about how risky it is to buy drugs on the street. You might get beaten. 
you might get robbed. Uh, and you could still, in theory, get robbed on the internet with Bitcoin. You could uh, lose your, your money. Yeah, in a but if you get robbed on the internet, you just lose your money. As yeah. You to don't beaten, get beaten. No teeth. You don't. You don't have a gun pointed at you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Some people want to eliminate a witness. Uh, you know, they watch too many cop shows, so they want to eliminate a witness. You don't have that problem on the internet if you get uh, you know robbed for whatever money that you right. Have. You actually don't know who the seller is. When you're doing a transaction online like that with uh, with drugs on uh, on the internet, you don't know who the buyer is as the seller necessarily. Well, I wonder and- um, whether or not a buyer is at that much risk on the Silk Road unless you're making a really large purchase, because generally on the street, buyers are are ways to get. To roll over on sellers, right? right? If, if a cop's so, bust a buyer, then they'll uh, put the screws to them and uh, right. give them a break if they roll over. Yeah. So rolling, like, there's no way that you can roll over on anybody on the Silk Road. Right. You don't know who sold. So it to going you. after buyers doesn't have the same benefits that it has on the streets. Right. It brings extra protections into the black market, and it also brings extra quality in as well because you have, literally have an open air uh, drug market where people are competing for reputation, and uh, that reputation is based on uh, quality of packaging based on quality of product, uh, quickness of shipping, and all manner of things. So, I mean, the just the amount of good Bitcoins have done for the black market ensures their survival into the future, in my opinion. And then all the rest of the good stuff Bitcoins can do for the uh, the full market, for the full economy, and uh, digital interactions and exchanges, it's mind-boggling to think about what the, the potential future is for Yeah, it. I'm not looking to uh, buy drugs on uh, on the internet with Bitcoins, but uh, um, I'm here, I'm looking at the chart of Bitcoins and their, their values over basically... Um, from you know, starting at the very beginning, which was Back in what, like two thousand eight or something, two thousand ten. Oh, really? Was when they basically started here, and I mean, they're worth nothing, zero. And if you bought bitcoins any time up to essentially June, mid June, um, of of uh, excuse me, eleven, mm-hmm. and then or if you bought them any time after mid August of eleven. You've made money on bitcoins, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, you know there was that Unless one spike. Unless you bought during the spike, yeah. If you bought during the spike, and if you did, I'm sorry, they're likely going to go up over that at some point. Continue to hold on to them, or you know, find things to buy them with. It's not like you know. I mean, the the fact is, when when people when dot when the dollar goes down against the euro, people don't go, oh, we got to get out of dollars. <laughs> you know, I mean, they just continue to taking taking dollars and continue buying things with them, and that's what a currency is about. Yeah, there was a spike there. It's, a, it's part of the acceptance curve. It's natural and painful for whoever was involved in it. But, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, I, there was another situation where you and I were involved, Ian, where a website was purporting to be a Bitcoin bank. We've kept our Bitcoins there. And turns out the guy was a huckster. He, yeah, you know, he scammed took, us. He, he scammed us for half of our Bitcoins. Um, actually, he could have scammed us for all of them, but decided, I think, out of fear to give people about half of their Bitcoins back. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Hey, the fact is, people hustle people on the street for dollars, and nobody says, look at those dollars, they're failing. Nobody says anything like that. The fact is, the Bitcoin currency does everything it's ever been purported to do. There's going to be bumps along the way, and... You know, I'm sorry for them, but it's just the reality. Of well, you don't have to apologize for it, Mark. Uh, you, know, you didn't create the Bitcoin. I, I don't. I'm not apologizing for it. I'm, apolo- I'm I'm saying I'm sorry that people are hurt by it, I and see. it's true. And I'm sorry for all the people who've been hurt in dollars and euros and all those other things too. Let's go to Scott listening in Ithaca to WNYY. Hey, Scott. Hey, how's it going? It's very tempting to start talking. Uh, you know, just jumping into. I haven't even heard about the bitcoins that much before. A little bit, but. Um, I guess I could say that the you know if you lost 
half of your savings in a bank, as bad as banks are, uh, you probably would, would get most of your money back. But that's not really why I called. The reason I called was um, just my own particular take. I'm, I'm running for a particular office, and I'm, I would fight to the bone for women's rights and everything else. As a man, I would fight to the bone for women's rights. Where I have a problem is, you know, and mo- nobody questions that a woman who's a politician wouldn't fight to the bone for men's rights. But there's there's always this thing that they throw out there that, you know, in right now it's you know there's a war on women, and I understand there's um, you know there are some there are some very questionable things that go on as far as discriminating against women. That's fine, but the but the argument that it has to be a woman politician to fight for those things, I just don't buy it. And I mean, obviously, I'm a guy, and I'm biased. And I'm, and I'm I've never to heard that. I mean, well, this is a new thing that uh, that the the Democrats are saying that this um, this this election season that uh, the Republicans are having a war on women, but okay. nobody's talking about the war on fathers that have been that's been going on for more than right, more than a decade. Right. But I mean, the, the, what I'm trying the thing I'm trying to you know point out is that um, it's almost like playing the gender card. You know, some people yeah. you know it's a lot some like people that. playing the, the race card. Hey, Scott, it seems like every time you've called the show, and it's been a few years you've been running for office, how many times have you run for office? Actually, what happened was the person that was was in this office was appointed, and then there was a two-year temporary seat. This was the seat that replaced Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay. So so now this is the full six-year seat. When I tried to run for the two-year seat vaguely, I really wasn't. I wasn't as organized. So as now you're now. in it to uh, to go to the full general election. I wish you the best and uh, thanks for yeah. the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, I'm actually running for uh, for office this week. There's a special appointment for the I ran City Council. The Keene City Council is yeah. going to be appointed, so uh, I'll probably be late on You're Thursday. You're not really night. running there. You're just going in and talking to them. Yeah, it's not really there's running. No way they're going to choose yeah. me. No. There's no way. They're gonna... It's not an election. It'll be fun though. I'll get to uh, appointed by the City Council. I'll get to talk at them. All right. Yeah. See you tomorrow night. Free talk. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you you can go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. Now, I have work today. This is you ain't going to make Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! I'm running from you. Because you're scared of me. What am I being detained for? You'll be in Coming this summer, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. See the trailer now at victimlesscrimespree.com.